nobility, and humanity. It was when I reached this last reading, particularly chapters 40 to 44, that I felt I had found myself in an unequivocally Hugo-esque universe. It is a world I never want to leave. Hugo-esque means many things, but for me, two of the most important are a spirit of nobility and of humanity. This reading radiated both. We have already seen many glimpses of the extraordinary being who has captivated Dauverny's attention and won his reverence against his will. Here, we find ourselves again dazzled by his heroic devotion to his values. When Dauverny laments the chains that deprive him from his chance for vengeance, Pierrot turns to the prostrate soldiers and commands them to release the prisoner. Then Pierrot presents Dauverny his own dagger, saying that three times Dauverny saved him, and he will not deprive him of the right to dispose of his life. But, more impressive still, he says all this with no sign of anger or bitterness in his face. If justice, honor, and loyalty mean he is deprived of life, he will accept his death with serene resignation. The depth of Pierrot's love and gratitude for Dauverny render him incapable of defending himself against him. He likens himself to his own loyal dog, who, if attacked by his beloved master, would be uncomprehending and unable to retaliate. His love and devotion to Dauverny are so profound that he endures without complaint all of Dauverny's bitter accusations and threats of death. Pierrot pleads that Dauverny trust in him and have patience, not for his own sake, but for Dauverny's. He begs Dauverny not to blame him for the crimes of his people, to remember his promise about the song, and to grant him an hour of life, only so he can gain Dauverny's freedom and save his life. He has a noble soul and a humane one. When Biasu says that his army demands the head of Dauverny as revenge for the death of Bachman, Pierrot proclaims the beliefs that lay behind his reputation for clemency and magnanimity. He wants an insurrection that isn't marred by these horrible reprisals. It is worth revisiting some of his words. Quote, Listen to me, Jean Biasu. It is these cruelties that ruin our just cause. Do not let us be less merciful than they, the white men, are, for it is in our interest to be so. Will our cause be more holy and more just because we exterminate the women, slaughter the children, and burn the colonists in their own houses? These, however, are everyday occurrences. Answer me, Biasu. Must the traces of our progress be always marked by a line of blood and fire? Unquote. This is the same spirit of humanity we saw in 93, which proclaimed in defense of the revolution, but in defiance of the barbarous violence of the reign of terror, that, above the revolutionary absolute, there is the human absolute. Just as in 93, we are asked to take the part not of one side in the conflict or the other, but of the heroically noble and humane individual. 